Members of Bloomington's Farmers Market Advisory Board heard two hours of emotional public comment last night. Many community members are asking the city to ban the proprietors of Schooner Creek Farm from the city's farmers market. Schooner Creek Farm proprietors Sarah Dye and Doug Mackey are alleged to be members of Identity Europa, a white supremacist group organization. As of yet, Dye and Mackey have not incited violence at the market or distributed threatening materials there. Still, many community members of color say the farmer's market feels unsafe to them now. Juliana is an immigrant woman of color and a mother. We all need to feel safe for this to feel like right community. Right? If some of us don't feel safe, there's a problem that needs to be addressed. And just being silent about it isn't enough. The Southern Poverty Law Center has identified Identity Europa as one of 24 hate groups operating in Indiana. Members of Identity Europa helped organize the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017, which left one person dead. The white nationalist group changed its name to American Identity Movement in March of this year. Evidence of the couple's ties with the group came in a leaked FBI interview with Nolan Brewer, a 21-year-old Indiana man who vandalized a Carmel synagogue with Nazi graffiti last year. Brewer told the FBI he met with two Identity Europa members named Sarah and Doug at Indy Diner in Martinsville. Dye was a founding member of the Nashville, Indiana Farmers Market and served as board president until she was voted off last month. IU Labor Studies professor Joe Varga, wearing a shirt that said, Queers Against Fascism, was among those urging the city to remove the Schooner Creek vendors from Bloomington's Farmers Market. The FBI reports that 95% of acts of domestic terrorism and hate crimes in the United States are committed by individuals who espouse the beliefs promoted by hate groups like Identity Europa. I implore members of this body and other members of our community who do not understand the nature of this threat to do the research to reach the depth, to see the reach, depth, and influence of such groups. Those of us who are trying to drive out market vendors from Bloomington's farm market are not concerned with the vendors' thoughts or with their speech. Everybody is speaking, right? <laughs> Nothing we are doing is preventing any individual from exercising their right to speak and act. Speech, however, has consequences. We are concerned with their actions as members of a hate group, actively recruiting people into white supremacist organizations and promoting violence against members of minority communities across the spectrum. The evidence against the proprietors of Schooner Creek Farm Stand is strong and conclusive. They have already been removed as vendors from Brown County, and their application to vend in other markets is being actively opposed. The city of Bloomington already regulates the time, manner, and place of speech in the Saturday market, as well as determining who can and cannot vend in the market. We do not want people who promote violence and hatred against any members of our community to earn their living on our dollars so that they can promulgate their vile actions. Actions, not thoughts. Actions. Early in the meeting, Mayor Hamilton condemned what he called the odious doctrine of white supremacy. Hamilton said the city would, quote, vigorously protect against any behaviors that threaten those values but he also cited constitutional protections for free speech. 
On the other hand, we must also comply with the United States Constitution's First Amendment, which prohibits governments from restricting individuals' rights to believe and speak as they choose within very wide ranges, including those who sell at or attend a city-run farmer's market. Repeatedly and consistently throughout the last century, the U.S. Supreme Court has said that government may not silence or punish people for disfavored beliefs in cases involving viewpoints including communists, anarchists, civil rights protesters in some places, and Nazis. Our constitutional government's prescription for odious speech isn't government control or censorship. It's more speech. That is, our community, including this mayor, can make clear our values even when our government cannot directly intervene. That is why it's vital that individual Bloomingtonians and groups are stepping up and making their presence known at the market to stand against hate and bigotry, period. To welcome and embrace people without regard to all those characteristics used throughout history and still today to try and divide us one from another. To spend our money thoughtfully, knowing who we are buying from and how our purchases affect the wider world. That's why, as mayor, I want to make clear my loud condemnation of racism and bigotry and my commitment to do all we can to keep working together to pull them out, racism and bigotry, from root and branch from our common soil. They and their descendants, privilege and implicit bias, continue to fester, demanding our vigilance and energies every day. Community member Janice Lilly supported a more moderate approach than an outright ban of Schooner Creek Farms and received pushback. Here's Lilly, followed by community member Jada B. Nonviolence is not an easy path. When issues come up, I turn to those who dedicated their lives to its practice. One of these is Martin Luther King, Jr. In 1958, early in his career, he wrote, A basic fact that characterizes nonviolence is that it does not seek to defeat or humiliate the opponent, but to win his friendship and understanding. A characteristic of this method is that the attack is directed against the forces of evil rather than against persons who happen to be doing the evil. It is the evil that the nonviolent resistor seeks to defeat not the persons victimized by evil. I cannot disagree, personally, this is, that was in quote, I cannot disagree any more strongly with the worldview, politics, and values of Identity Europa. I oppose any actions to assert these values and I speak against them. However, I interpret Dr. King's writings to call me to treat even those with whom I disagree sharply with respect, to find the parts of them I can accept. We are all complicated. And to reach out to them while making clear that I disagree with what they stand for. 
So I will not be part of trying to have someone removed from this community or of working to take away someone's livelihood because I disagree with his or her values. Lilly was followed by community member Jada B., who said Martin Luther King was killed by a white supremacist. We have to talk about the violence that is inherent in these white supremacy organizations. They are not just saying, I have a difference of opinion. They're saying, you, sister, must die. You, queer person, must die. We want you out of this country. That's what they are saying. That is a difference. That is a big difference. You and I can say, I like tomatoes and I like tomatoes. And that's a difference of opinion. What they are calling for and the organization these farmers are a part of is asking for the extermination of races, of sexualities, of gender non-conforming people, and we need to root it out from this community. The mayor... The mayor came up here tonight and said that we need to root this out from our community. This is how we root it out. We say no platform, no platform for racists, no platform for white supremacists. And yes, that might mean they lose their livelihood and I'm sorry for them, but maybe try not being a racist. Because the reality is, is the organization that they belong to didn't show the respect that you're asking me to show them. Lauren McAllister is a farmer's market vendor who also voiced her frustration over inaction. I am the 1% of black farmers, female farmers in Indiana. I'm asking for an opportunity to do what my husband and I have been trying to do, farm in Indiana. And what you're telling me is that I need to step aside, that I need to sit in the back of the bus, that I need to wait. I'm tired of waiting. I want all the vendors to do two things for me. I'm asking, I'm I'm requesting something, and I'm asking a question. I'm asking you, what has to be done for you to protect me? Must they string me up? I'm asking you vendors who have the privilege to vend 99% of the profit, the land, and the money in this state to do one thing for me. Tell Jasper, my son, why the adults aren't doing things to protect his mother. An unnamed white lesbian in the audience also expressed her fear. I'm not going to give my name, and I suggest anybody speaking out uh, against a Nazi and a white supremacist not give their name, because they do want you to be intimidated, okay? That is how they work. I'm going to give you an example. People have been threatened since this has been going on. I am one of them. They have my picture. So I want you to take a good, excuse my language, hard look at this dyke, because if I die, you're gonna know why. In addition to continued community conversation on the topic, 
Some in the audience ask the city to explore more deeply its legal options for prohibiting vendors associated with hate groups. Audience also requested the city make an effort to create more diversity on its advisory council and among market vendors. The advisory board took no action last night. Board Chair Bruce McAllister said the advisory council's power is limited. The next meeting of the Farmers Market Advisory Council is scheduled for July 15th. You can hear more from last night's advisory council meeting in tomorrow's standing room only broadcast at 6 p.m.